Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I am Dr. Kim Duramo. We're sharing this broadcast to bring conscious resources for awakening, for health, for really true healing. And my objective as a physician is that we create a conscious healthcare system, one that understands that the body is electromagnetic, that we are connected, we are not separate, that the body has the ability to heal itself, and that our consciousness actually has an impact on our cells. And today I have a really, really special broadcast with my friend and colleague, Kyle Cease, who is world renowned for bringing spiritual awakening to so many people in a way that's like humorous, it's fun, it's something anyone can access, it's easily digestible just through his own personal journey of awakening. He's one of the most powerful people I've encountered and I'm really excited to have him on the show because we are going to share about how shifting your consciousness changes your life specifically as an invitation for an event we are holding together later on this year that you are invited to. And we'll speak more on that as we go. So welcome, Kyle Sees. Hi. I'm so <laughs> thankful to be with you. And I'm so thankful to know you. And I'm so thankful to be with your audience and watch what happens when we unfold together. It's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. I love our audience. I know a lot of them already know you really well. Um, most of the people listening are on some kind of an awakening journey, either through illness or like major hardship or anxiety, depression, or things happening in my body I don't understand and have been um, disillusioned with the perspectives that look at the body as a physical, solid, separate thing and have no real solutions for us who are on this really interesting journey of awakening. And so um, one of the things I thought we could speak to is what we've experienced on our own journey of how our consciousness affects our body, our life, our experiences, and how we can activate that magic in our lives for real power to see the lights come on, to see um, our true life show up our dreams, our aspirations, and to begin living um, more consciously and more fully. So I know you have a lot in your journey about that. Do you want to just share what what you have on that and um, yeah. kind of like from your personal journey? Oh, there's so much there. there. It's so interesting. As you said that, my mind started five different ways and then just <laughs> sat there and just said, listen for a second. To myself because i i think the first thing i have to do to do anything is listen more than talk and even though i'm talking there's listening so the more that i'm listening the more that the words just come through but that also brings up an answer to your question which is actually what is it that i'm listening to what is this space here that i'm listening to because there's a there's a level where you listen to get a response or you say the right thing to get someone to like you. And then there's this other level of consciousness where I'm just kind of listening to what's true, which seems to be this energy that has unlimited healing, unlimited advice, unlimited answers. It has everything. And I find that I have to listen to this space to even start talking. And this space that I'm listening to must be more me than all of the things that I think I am that are, you know, patterns of, you know, belief systems, even the body, anything, you know, I must be <laughs> something bigger than the body. I must be something bigger than the story. I already know I can't be my beliefs because I've believed different things at different times and I existed consistently through all of that. I've had a body that's had different cells, has different sizes, had different amounts of muscle. I was a five-year-old's body, then I was a grown-up's body. So I can't be the body because the body keeps changing and I exist throughout it. 
So I must be something beyond the body. I must be this space that's here. I can transcend everything else and still exist. I can transcend so many different temporary things. You can transcend your story that you're your family attachment. You can transcend shame. So you couldn't be your shame. You can transcend everything you believe. So you can't be that. So you start to realize I must be something more. And that's the way I look at consciousness. Like I must be something beyond these limited things. I must be something beyond the temporary. I must be something beyond anything that I can be attached to. And it's very easy to go back into the world of attachment and shrink your consciousness and really suffer, right? That I am this drinking, I am this story, I am all these different things. And when you when you try to move from being that smaller self, you, you suffer more. Because more and more, we are unconsciously being blown open to we are bigger than those stories. And our fall apart is the small self that's trying to stay alive. And the small self is collapsing into this infinite thing that we are. So <clears throat> you realize that you must be this kind of permanent thing that's existed before you were born and will exist after the body dies. And you start to connect to that, this kind of infinite, never-ending energy that's the universe, that's all that is. And the more I do this work, the more I realize I meditate an hour a day at least every day, and I realize every single belief and fear and everything passes. And what's, what's the permanent that's here? That's the truth of what I am. That's a much bigger energy of what I am. So... I don't know if that even answers your question. It's kind of a, a big, very big blank piece of paper right now, but I must be something so much bigger than the limited story. And the limited story of the ego always works from a mortal place. It must get more, 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 build up more. It must have more money, more approval, more love because it believes that it will die. So if I get more stuff, I'm surviving more. If I get more, if I, if I accumulate more, then I, then I can survive longer. But when I actually connect to the now, it brings both sides of the veil in. in other words, I understand that all this is temporary and I can love much more fully because I know that. In other words, I spend time with my daughter who's six years old. I'm aware that one day we'll both be dead. I don't know what will happen past that, but I'm aware that all of this is temporary. And because of that, I can love fully. The ego goes, because I'll die, I won't love fully. The ego goes, I don't want to get hurt. So because everything is temporary, I'm I'm not going to love fully. Because I could get hurt, I'm not going to bring my whole heart in. Because yeah. you know, and and I believe it's because everything's temporary that it's so beautiful. And I've found myself in the last year tearing up a lot just by connecting to the truth and the reality that all of this is temporary, which is why it's so beautiful. Right. And so this moment right now is so much more sacred because I know it's temporary and I connect to the temporariness, which is actually the wholeness of it. Yeah, it's I, I think what you're saying is so powerful. And someone wrote, I'm listening and I'm hearing silence, but it's very soothing. And mm -hmm. I want to validate that. And I'm sure from your standpoint, like you're listening to a lot of what might sound like silence. Um, but then, then there are guided inspirations that come in, which brings me to where I wanted to go with this is about creation. We are constantly in creation, whether we believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And when we live more from that deep listening of the stillness or the true self, or it might just sound like silence, uh, there's so much, uh, so many different things that get created from the chaos we were creating when yes. we were not listening. So would you talk about like why you wanted to create this event, uh, which I'll include the link here for what we're doing later this year to create a live event called the big one, which is really about stepping into oneness consciousness and living from this space within that Kyle's speaking to listening from there, letting that create through you. What was it that inspired you? Cause you've done a lot of events. You've connected all over the world with so many people, but there's something about this, which is why you called it the big one that you knew was more powerful. Do you want to speak to that? 
One of the things that actually inspired me to do this four-day event was working with you in Utah and watching how there was a part of me that at one point in my life really needed to learn to build up how powerful I was and what I'm capable of. And as time went on, it started learning, okay, now that I've built that up, there's certain aspects that I can delegate to and that I can collaborate with. And we renamed the Utah event the angel you forgot about. And the reason is because there were aspects of that event that I was feeling fear about and I was able to call you and you supported me and took me to a higher frequency that made day two of that event even more insane. And you were there as a collaborative space where every time I could be in the middle of something, I could literally turn to you and you could take over and, and shift them exactly how I would or or in a unique Kim way that brought a feminine in that was so amazing. And this, this made me realize I can do so much more with the receiving of help. And there have been many times in my life where life got really, really hard. And in a way, you've even pointed out to me, there was always an angel there to help me get through that. One time I was, I was about to jump off of a bridge and my teammate Mary called me right at that time. And it's almost like there was this angel that came in and reminded me of a higher frequency and of a truth when everything in the world seemed dark and took me to a higher frequency. And so at one point, life was teaching me to let go of a lot of attachment so I can find how powerful I am. Like take the training wheels off. In other words, 12 years ago, I used to do events and I would have 10 different speakers on and I would only do it that way. And I had a manager that encouraged me to do it by myself for a while. So I took the training wheels off and I found the power of me and I would do 1400 seat theaters. And at one point we did a 34, we did the Dolby theater where they do the Oscars, 3,400 seats. And I got to spend 10, 11, 12 years doing these events by myself. And once that was finally achieved and in my power, I could really now release that need to do it all myself and bring in this amazing collaborative energy with you. So what this event is, is a combination of me and my fullness with you and your fullness, because you're going to be there doing this event with me and also a couple other speakers. I know we're going to bring Aaron Abke to speak at it, um, who's incredible and someone I really love. And then I'm even thinking of a couple other names maybe that I could bring in um, that I'm still feeling into. But the, the, the difference was back then I was doing everything with a level of attachment where we all needed each other from an incomplete place. It's almost like entering a relationship from a codependent place versus being in your wholeness and then only finding someone who's in their wholeness and their expansion. And one plus one equals infinity versus one half plus one half equals one fourth. And I was in my, I'm a black belt at what I do, but so are you. And so it's like this the incredible different energy uh, to move from your completeness and bring in completeness with you. And I think that's so, so, so important because there's a speaker I love named David Dida who says the first level of relationship is I need someone to be happy. The second level is I don't need anyone to be happy. So you're full of boundaries. The third level is I don't need anyone, but I'll only accept someone who can take me to God and who can take me past me. And that's what I feel like you and I do professionally. Like you will call me and, and take me to a level past me. Sometimes when you're having a hard time, I get to bring light to you. And we work from a wholeness that's so powerful. And so this event is, first of all, the, an event for people that I would say have developed quite a bit of their wholeness or are needing to remove themselves from attachments. Like I think we're moving to a time where we're really needing permission to do what's already naturally happening for us. A lot of people are losing attachments to things. They're losing attachments to their job, their bank account, family members' opinions. You know, people are breaking off all over the place. And one of the things that remains is the actual you. 
So you need to know it's okay that these things are falling apart because what's on the other side is a you that is so magical. And when you think all of life seems to be falling apart and there's no hope, actually your attachments are falling apart and you're finding you a you that you've never seen before that at first will be under the illusion of loneliness and confusion and there's no you, but it's actually the God you that's birthing. It's actually you in your full power. It's you in a level of abundance you've never seen. So there can be some feelings of depression and sadness if you don't understand what's happening. But if you understand what's happening is the break apart of what you're not to make room for what you finally are, this is going to become the most exciting time in your life. And you just have to know that's what's happening because if you don't have that understanding, it just seems like what you are is falling apart, but it's actually what you're not that's falling apart and it's making room for what you actually are. So a lot of times people say, I don't know who I am without that relationship. I don't know who I am without my mother's approval. I don't know who I am without that person that passed away. I don't know what, what I am without that income. No, 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 no. You never actually knew what you were. You knew a false you with those things. And what you're actually making room for is what you actually are, just you've never seen it. So I believe this event is going to help you re-understand from a universal perspective what you are, what's birthing, and help you get a new perspective that actually is the truth. Um, you know, one time I had a person ask me a question. They said, my family disowned me. How do I maneuver through the shame? And I said, okay, well, one way to look at it is your family no longer owns you. That's the word disowned means owned you. So you're free. And instead of thinking, oh, I have to maneuver shame, realize that in them, them disowning you, they helped you make space to actually bring the shame that already existed in your body to light so you could heal it. See, you start to see this in a very different way when you go, oh, all this darkness is coming up. No, no, no. It's coming out. Your false you is coming out. A free you is birthing. So that's what's trying to happen right now. If you're feeling a lot of shame right now, that's actually good news. It's coming to light, right? Like usually you can have your circumstance just good enough so that the shame never comes up. So now when all your circumstances aren't going the way your ego had in control, now you're feeling a bunch of darkness, shame, guilt. That's good news because it's coming to light, right? Everything else was an addiction to stop you from ever looking at it. So this is also a really exciting time. And so the more you think things are falling apart, the more you must be expanding, right? Because only the things that are falling apart are things that were buried in your body anyway. So now they're all coming to light. So one of the ways I see this time is the universe is making our false selves come to light. The only way out of this pain is through it and feeling it. And you're going to find out for real what you are on the other side of it. And this event is four days. It's called the big one because every day we go gets exponentially better than the day before. I find day two is always 10 times better than day one. Day three is always 10 times better than day two. And day four, 10 times better than day three. Because the more you stay in the room and immerse yourself and don't go to an addictive secondary place that keeps your ego going, you find that you just get into the pocket and move into an energy that is so powerful because you're immersed in this that you kind of can't unsee what you'll see. And when you leave this event, you will be in a totally different frequency and going back to the old habits will be way too painful. So it'll kind of slingshot you into a frequency of truth that you kind of won't want to get out of. And so it's a rebirth of what you truly are. And that's why the big one's going to be so powerful. Cindy said day four will be ascension. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things you talked about with like letting resources in when we're still in separation, it's, it, it's, it's scary. If I let resources in, can I trust that? Um, I see this a lot in medicine where people think self-healing means self-sufficiency. Like I want to mm. heal myself. I'm not going to take that medicine. I want to heal myself. I'm not going to see that practitioner. And it's the same thing that you found 
to be true for you that there was a point where this is myself from oneness I am the medicine. And if, yes. if I look at what's showing up, I can see what resonates with my highest and receive that medicine or that person or that assistance, but it's not a separate me. So I think yeah. what you let in was, it doesn't have to be the Kyle me doing everything. It could be the Kim me, it could be this me, but you've been in a oneness space to welcome in resources that resonate with the, the truth of what you're doing and the frequency of where you have stepped into and it's not, oh, well, since these are really good resources, I'll trust them. It's yeah. I'm going to surrender and trust. And now these amazing high frequency resources come in that are beyond what you probably imagined of how fluid yeah. it was, how easy, how effortless, how, wow, that was exactly, I couldn't have said it better because it's the I am that I am coming through, through another body, through another person, through a medicine and in oneness, we can let in all the resources that are really here for us. Mm -hmm. Well, and and usually, by the way, speaking of that, the I have to do it all myself energy is usually actually a pattern, a child that's trying to not get hurt in an adult's body, right? So a lot of times I got to make like, so when someone says I got to make all the money myself, right? There's a lot of people, they don't receive help from other people. They don't receive your partner might have something for you. You might've inherited something. You might, whatever. They associate, I only make money if I see the hours of labor that I put in and that I don't just also manifest it energetically. I don't have a space to receive. And a lot of times that comes from some deep, dark, otherwise I'm a failure, otherwise I'm not worthy or whatever. So it's never the actual self that wants to do it all by yourself right? It's a false self. It's a pattern that's trying to not get shamed or hit. So the, the one that says, I got to do it all myself also dismisses, by the way, that you speak the language someone else taught you, wearing clothes someone else made, driving on the street someone else built. There is no ourself. Like we're doing everything with each other's help and we're doing everything with God's help. And a lot of times the energy that says, I'm going to shield energies away that are not helpful also often shields away God's help and shields away people that can actually add so much more to your life so quickly. So it's like the same protector that's, that's not letting anyone in your field. That can be good if those people are dangerous, but it also often protects from love and help and expansion. And it goes, I do it all myself. There's no God help. There's no universe help. There's no open. And so we've got to combine having a boundary to things that absolutely truly are damaging to us, but at the same time, undoing the boundary and moving to a boundlessness with the universe, right? Because often the people that are like this to the world are often like that to things that actually can help you. So we got we to gotta receive the help. And, you know, there's so much like we, you and I talked before this call and you helped me a bunch with a bunch of stuff. I, I, it's up to me to receive that so I can even bring more of me to the world, right? So really receiving help from actual safe resources is so, so, so important because you can easily shut off the world in your, I'm, look how independent I am energy. And then you're now under the illusion you do everything yourself, but you're not. And, there, and it's a very bizarre line that you're creating arbitrarily, this is myself, this isn't. But you, when you finally realize what you are, you're all that is. So when you helped me, Kim, earlier, that was me helping me. Like that, yes. was, me, that was still actually me. And through Kim, I am doing this myself. In other words, like, Kim is me, or I am Kim, or everyone watching this, if you're getting advice from this call, you're hearing yourself talk, and you're being hosted by yourself with yourself. And there's a, a Kim you and a Kyle you, and we're all one. So this one that's like, look at me doing it myself, is under the illusion there is a separate self in the first place, which you meditate long enough, and you'll, you'll, de you'll debunk that, and you'll realize the help that you're getting outside of you is still you. Yeah. Cindy says, I'm brilliant. That's right. You're getting buffer too, Cindy. I'm so proud of you. Well, it's, you said that in perfect timing because someone uh, messaged 
Um, I don't have a partner or parents or friends with money. I don't have water. I'm working maxed hours. I tried to manifest, I've tried to manifest money, nothing yet. And what I had replied with was who am I being? Who is doing the manifesting? Because when I was trying to heal myself from pretty severe disease, I kept having to realize, no, I'm never going to heal myself. I can only allow the I am all caps, the the creator of all that is, what created my body and is creating my body to come through to a higher degree. Yeah. And that's really what allowed my body to heal, like in a very short period of time. And it's still what I work with here. But we won't let that in when it's the separate self. The separate self can't understand this. It's not going right. to let it. It doesn't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. And I could hear when you were talking about receiving and, and getting resource and help that a lot of people, it will land. How can I get that? How can I get that? And as if on cue is as when you said it was me helping me, right? How, how do we set that up to be the receiver so that that's what shows up in our lives? Do you want to speak to that? Like, how do you set that up so that that gets created? And isn't it funny that the person who said, I don't have any people, I don't have a partner, I don't have the person that wrote you that We're right is, here. is looking at the small self who is in their life right now. And it's counting the people in or out of their life in the small self's life as their brothers or sisters or whatever, but don't get all 8 billion people are equally your brothers and sisters, right? Like, in other words, you don't have anyone that you see right now, but you know, you can literally look at everyone's, every asset in the world is also yours. Like everyone's bank account is your bank account. You might have to create something for them to want to transfer it to you. But you, you know, this idea of this bank account that's at zero is mine and that's theirs is where you're creating separation. And you're keeping yourself the small self that doesn't create anything that's worth money, that's worth value, that's worth inspiration. You're fighting for a small self that says who I am is my current circumstances of what I can see around me versus I'm all that is. So and every person watching has access to any person with the internet right away, but every person also can take in, your assets are everything available online, every person that's open, your ability to reach out and ask for help. But it's not only that, it's like undo this small separate self that says I am the current situation versus I'm all that is. They're very different. And the, the ego defends this small self. The, the ego will get mad and say, Kyle, you're wrong. It's not that easy with me. And yes. I want you to hear all of my past, which literally came from my unconsciousness, and, and go, this is the example of who I am. And I'm like, nope, you're just now. You're not your past. That doesn't even exist. We can't go to it. You can remember it and ignore the infinite power of what you are right now, but you're now. And in this now, you're an infinite creative being, you're a multimillionaire, you're successful, you're healthy as hell, you're God, you're, you know, and in that order, make God about fifth or sixth after millionaire, you're, you're infinite power, you're unlimited love, you're absolute abundance, and stop working through these small, invisible, separate self lines that say, you know, I don't, I don't have a partner, so I'm all alone. This idea, this invisible line. Nope, you're, there's, these are arbitrary lines still, obviously, that's great if you're in a relationship, but understand these lines are man-made things that aren't at all anything to do with what you are. Your infinite love, your infinite abundance, and you have to decide when you hear this, because the ego wants to fight it, you have to decide to prove me right. Right. The ego wants to prove me wrong. It wants to prove wrong. I'm infinite because it's death to the ego. There will be aspects of the ego that will have to die for you to receive how abundant, healthy, joyous and in love you are. Right. But that would undo a story of limitation, undo a story of childhood trauma, undo a story that you are your parents' kids. Even you're not even your parents' kids. You're their egoic program. Right. Like imagine if you're a computer, but you, you, you think you're Windows 95, right? An old software that your parents' egoic programming, if they haven't done any of this inner work, they're Windows 77 or Windows 1949. They're an old software program. 
you're an infinite upgrading space. And your job is to connect with the infinite universe and realize you're God's kid, not your parents' ego's kid. And you and God's kid works from expansion, not lack. Infin, you know, egoic parents' kids work from don't hurt me. So everything is just don't find shame, don't don't yell at me, don't hit me. And your life is this kind of avoiding all kinds of feelings that all really exist in your body. So instead of running from what exists in your body, feel through it and connect to the infinite that you are. Because it's not true that you're a small separate self or that you don't have any assets, but you are fighting for that limitation. And today could be the first day you don't. This, this is really landing for a lot of people. And I, and I see also the questions. And so I want to share the ways this can sound like a bumper sticker. You already are whole. It, you're, it's your infinite bank account. Um, and and it, it doesn't get grounded. It's just like this airy fairy. What yeah. actually has you experience it is choice. Yes. How we activate this truth is yes. always through choice. If yes. you're inspired and you get in that room with us, you will be moved. I had someone say to me after the last event that we were, that we did, um, who didn't go, who felt like, oh yeah. And it was like, oh no, I'm too busy. And I was like, yep, they're still buying into their own BS. She said, well, what was the biggest takeaway that you had? And I thought how funny it was like the mind wants to get the thing. Okay, mm -hmm. this piece of learning you got in the room. Oh, thank you for sharing that. But what I said was um, what the biggest takeaway was the cellular experience that happened in me as I was in that room for the weekend. And it can't be explained. It yeah. can't be like, here's a note on it. And now you get to, it's, it's a cellular shift. So when we make a choice from consciousness, that's what activates all this like bumper sticker stuff of what Kyle's saying. And it actually makes it a reality. It is mm -hmm. your choice. Are you inspired? But then kind of like, nah, that won't work for me. Are you inspired? And then, oh yeah, but I can't quit my job. Or are you, you know, like listening to the doubter. So like Kyle said, even in the very beginning, where are you listening from? But then it's that second part of what, what you also have lived in your life is like, are you choosing from there? Are you choosing right. From that knowing your life has changed wildly and continues to um you know you're you're meeting people that that are just enriching your life so profoundly and it's like exponential it's not like 10 years ago i left this you know i was this famous comedian doing movies and now i'm doing the spiritual thing up oh, there's my big change it is an everyday experience so do you yeah. want to speak about like that how do you keep finding the courage to choose from the knowing. Mm. It's scary. Well, yeah, I think so. One thing that's really big is getting in touch with an intention. And I realized my biggest intention in the last few years has been to know what I truly am. That's what my biggest intention is. It's not, it, it's, it even is in the highest of the hierarchy over being in service to the world. In other words, like, once I see what I truly am, I find I'm in more service, right? But if the goal is like to sell 10 million copies of a book or something, it, it's like still measuring a push. What do I get? All these different things. I'm really curious what I truly am, because I notice that when I meditate deeply, what I truly am comes in and what I'm truly not comes to light too and falls away. So it's very often that I meditate and, and I will hear aspects of shame or fear or whatever, and then I'll watch it fall off. So whatever's not true comes to light and falls away. And whatever is true comes to light and is more empowered and enacted. And I find that the more I go, everything I'm doing, does it move me more towards what I truly am? Because it turns out what I truly am has an incredible work ethic, but not from force. It's called to be in service more. It's it, I, I learned that what I truly am is way cleaner. Like, like I used to have a very messy house and I found that what I truly am like is caring about style and is actually finding like a me 10 years ago would be all obsessed with watching movies and not care what the house looks like. And I mean, now is it literally gets half an hour into 
a movie and gets antsy and goes, I really need to do dishes and, and clean. And I find that it's not like I worked hard to change that. It's like the true essence of Kyle is no longer the patterns of my childhood and what my parents were and doesn't find connection with my mom through old bands like Hall & Oates anymore. It's like there's a calling in me that does different things that are the opposite of what I thought I was. This means really into jujitsu when Kyle 10 years ago would never do anything like protective like that and had my mom's fear in my body of how I could get injured. This me steps up and is interested in protecting my daughter and protecting my family and, you know, finding this power in me. So I find that the number one intention for me is, and, and anyone can take what they want, is to, is to find out what I truly am, which, you know, came from a sentence I said once, merge me with my soul, no matter what the cost on ayahuasca. And then life goes, okay, I'm going to change all kinds of aspects of your life. And then I'm going to start covid a week later, and all of a sudden I watched as I, I realized every single thing I've gone through, I because I have that intention, I go, if it feels negative, I literally say to myself, this is moving me closer to what I truly am. And if it feels positive, I'm like, this is what I truly am. So I'm like, if oh, I have- That's a great way to freaking put it. If it right? feels negative, the heavy, the dread, all right, this is moving me closer. This is serving me. And if it feels positive, ah, oh, this is what I truly am. I, yes. I love that. And so if we don't create an intention, life goes, I'm just going to randomly give you an intention. It's to always people please. It's to never get hurt. It's to, you know, not go broke, but not really become rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if, if you don't have a given intention, life is a little bit aimless and you start asking yourself, what's the point of this? And maybe can feel lost. It could be just to be addicted to, could be to numb yourself, could be drink, could be just watch Netflix until you're exhausted. If you don't have a calling and intention, you don't move with anything. And so life goes, okay, your intention is this, whatever addictive pattern it's, it's whatever. And like, I really love going, that's what I'm here to do is learn what the, the truest me is. And, you know, I do that by asking myself with every decision I make, does it feel heavy or does it feel expansive? If it feels expansive, I can just feel my body go, I don't know why. It might not even look good on paper. But that would expand my soul. And then sometimes it goes, nope, that, that takes me away from my soul. That's an addiction. That's something that that would take me back to what my childhood was and what I'm not or whatever. And, and so, you know, having that as a way to, to always move towards it. But I also find to answer your question, um, it's, it's not the same as like, when you were like, how do you find the courage to move into that? It's like, that's the number one priority. It's not like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm really this, employee or this job or this thing that, you know, I'm now going to have the courage to move forward a little bit. It's like, I am here to connect to that essence over what my career is, over everything. Like I'm here to meet my soul. So, so every day I'm always moving towards that. And so it doesn't feel like a small separate self that's having courage to make a leap every once in a while, as much as like, everything that's not that self just gets so heavy so quickly. And, and that it's much more about that is calling me. And that higher frequency is going, when you follow this, more of the false self will fall out of you and you will be less dense and it, life will move so much easier. You know, people ask me, how do you do that, that so much? And how do you leap that way? And I ask myself, I don't know how, people can carry so many, you know, energetic suitcases. I don't know how people can carry the suitcase of staying in a job they hate. I don't know how they can even function carrying the suitcase of addiction, carrying the suitcase of shame and without being interested in transcending it, right? Keeping the, the all those things, right? That's heavy. And and people say, how do you leap so much? That's so, and I'm like, well, I just keep letting go of suitcases all day and life moves really miraculously. And it's replaced by a lot of miracles. I see rows of two, two, twos every day right now. And I, and I will, I'll get behind a license plate. That's like eight twos across the board or 
every time I look at the clock, it's 22 after I'm like, something's happening with that. Cause it's too much now. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, if you spend a day with me, you'd be like, I can't believe every receipt uh, that you're getting is 22, 22. I had recently, I went to a jewelry store and I, I bought a Christmas present for someone and the weirdest thing happened. The total was nine nineteen seventy seven. Okay, the guy, the guy across from me, takes a picture. No, the, I'm sorry, sorry. The total was nine nineteen ninety two. Now check this out. The guy takes a picture of it, and I go, "Why are you taking a picture?" He goes, "Because nine nineteen ninety two is my birthday." And I go, "You ready for something weirder? Nine nineteen is my birthday too." No! Oh my god, that's so crazy. So he. Oh my god. The picture of it and he's shocked because 91992 is the year of his birthday, but it was for a customer oh whose birthday also was September 19th. And like I go, so when your total was that, and you ne- he said, I never had that in 10 years of working here. It was for a customer who also both of us were September 19th birthday. That, all right, that is crazy. But you know what's crazy too is two two. I'm sure you probably looked up two 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 two. I I haven't, I haven't, I've heard different things, but what's yours? It has to do with twin flames and divinely intended relationships. That makes sense. Cause I got that going. <laughs> yeah, that going. So well, th- this is, is powerful. Like when we have the intention and we're talking about choice, cause choice is what creates, are we choosing from that deep listening, which really like, am I even practicing deep listening? That's the essential part. If you practice that deep listening, you're going to start living from it and choosing it. But I want people to notice when they're asking the question of, I have this heavy thing, or I have this, or I have that, and how do I fix it? One of the things I've seen to be true, and I know for Kyle as well, we've got to let go of the one who wants to figure out the problem. That is so hard to do because it seems like if I figure out the problem, that is the gem. If I figure out the problem, that's my salvation. That's my safety net that it can't bother me anymore. But what's no, what's way bigger than that is stop being the self who has that problem. I'm not being that one whose body is sick. I'm not being the one who never makes money. I'm going to choose. And you said, merge me with my soul, whatever the cost. I'm going to choose that level of intention. I will live as the true self. Who am I? And, And every time we make a choice, in favor of the uh, inspiration, we more and more live as that self. And remember that self doesn't have a problem. So it doesn't have to figure it out. So when you're trying to figure it out, you're being that small self. And it's such a conundrum. But when we let it go and be the I am self, that's when those things dissolve. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing because if we break down where the figure outer came from, it might really help actually. Because because when you first go through your first breakthroughs ever, you actually do go through that process. Whether you go to therapy, you could be like, that person abandoned me. And then you you literally go, oh, that's like when my dad abandoned me. And so this figure outer is created because sometimes to get to the root of some things, it, when we start doing this work, we do create a figure outer because you might have a therapist or, or a Deepak Chopra energy or whatever help you get to the root of where this problem came from. So imagine that's you going from first grade to second grade, that you literally do find a tie to, oh, I date these people because they're like my parents, or I keep bringing these people into my life because of my childhood. And then you get to the root of what caused that and you release it. But at one point, you start to go up in frequency so much that it's just ready to self-heal and it doesn't need to do the figuring out anymore. It's just ready to do that. It's going, I'm just trying to get this out. And you're going that and to get and it's going from to get to fifth to sixth grade. I just want you to receive what I'm giving you. But you're going, oh, I need to do the first grade me that figures it out. And it's like, nope, that figure outer we can purge too. It's like the rocket that goes, you know, a rocket goes to space. And then when it gets to outer space, it drops off the thing that got it there. Yeah. You know, in outer space, it actually purges the jets that got it to space. But you needed the jets to get to space. So the figure outer was needed at one level of consciousness. 
it was actually amazing to go the root of why I'm having this relationship issue is because of my childhood with my mom or because of some trauma. This is my dad hitting me, whatever it is. At one point, though, you just start to work directly with God. And God goes, I'm just going to spit this out. I'm just getting rid You don't even need to. And then when you grab the figure out or you're actually keeping it on, you're like the, the ships in space and you're grabbing the rockets. And it's like, no, 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 you don't need those now. And to get you to go from fifth to sixth grade, I need to stop you from revisiting first to second grade. And I instead want you to just receive that this is coming up because I'm purging it right now. You don't need to figure anything out. And anything you need to figure out, I will just show you. <laughs> I will just show you like sometimes I'll just be in meditation and something I wasn't even planning on looking at just shows up and it's on its way out. Right. And so if God is going, I am just taking out now what you're not. And the only reason the figure outer is still showing up is to show you it's time to purge the figure outer. It's it's the figure outer is ready to go too. Because you'll notice now, many people notice the figure outer isn't working anymore, right? The figure outer isn't getting it in. It's actually holding the problem. So we undo ourselves from the figure outer and say, thank you to the figure outer. But God is saying, you don't even have to do this by yourself anymore. You, there's no by yourself anymore. You don't have to be the one to figure this out. It's being purged. Wouldn't it be funny if there's like a new dictionary with the Kyle terms? Because <laughs> figure out is a pretty good one. And, yeah. and when you have the languaging for that, it accesses you to these deeper truths of, yeah, I'm not the figure outer. You got to keep remembering who am I? And that's, I know you meditate a lot and that's been a huge, you know, access point of power for you. Yes. Um, there's so many things you've devoted yourself to because you've seen, you said last week, you said something like, well, that's a non-negotiable. Like I do the hour in the morning, that's a non-negotiable. And it, it really landed in my system of, you know, when someone has that level of devotion, there's so much power. And then it gives you power to stand in devotion for what, what your access points are, what really accesses you to the truth. So, you know, for everyone here, that there will be a thing right now today that will be a good access point for you. And if you devote yourself to that, because you realize, wait a minute, there's power in here. And the doubters tomorrow are going to be like, I'm too tired to meditate. That's all crap. And go back to your comfort zone. But there will be a point when you said like, you know, Kyle, you said no matter what the cost, I do think there was a collective calling out consciously or unconsciously with that same intention, like merge me with my soul, no matter what the cost, or let me live my true, get me out of this job. I hate, get me heal my relationship. Let me live my true life, no matter what the cost, because we all were suffering so much. And then that massive, like opening of so many things to shake things up and have us begin to realize we are the medicine. Will we yeah. make new choices? You know, empaths power is really, I find the next level of power for empaths is saying no, right? And, and, and having the boundary of no, because empaths are very hooked on making sure everyone else is happy. And the merge me with my soul, no matter what the cost was an interesting thing, because there were people that I felt stuck and attached to, but also, and I, I wanted to let go of, but also had a deep rooted fear of being abandoned or that I would get hurt. So as I move forward, I find that to merge with my soul, sometimes life needs to remove things or people that are just not in alignment anymore. And it's not a put down. It's not condescending. It's not anything. It's like to merge with my soul. Sometimes I just stay stuck to things that are attachments that are in the way of my connection to my soul. So sometimes you ask life to remove things for you so that you can, and life goes, okay, your deepest fear is whatever, being abandoned, being alone, being hurt. I'm going to remove these things and then make you experience whatever you need to experience so you can see you're still alive without it. And I think that anything that we're attached to, 
we're scared to lose. And, and the universe goes, in that essence, I need to sometimes take it away from you so you can see that you're enough without it. So basically, if you think that the answer to your life is money and you get a bunch of money, the universe needs to take it from you, right? You're, if you're scared you'll lose the money, the universe go, needs to go, okay, I'm going to take this from you so you can see you're enough without it. If you're in a place where you're whole without it or with it, then you're safe to receive it. But if you're going, this is the answer to my life, then the universe needs to take it from you so you can see you're enough without it. So very often things that you're attached to, certain aspects in relationships, certain family units, like, like different things, a career, when you say merge me with my soul, no matter what the cost, it goes, okay, you're not going to at first like how I'm going to do it, but your, your ego is going to be blown apart, but that's good because then you're going to be connected more to your soul. So the ego holds on to everything that it doesn't need to hold on to. If something's good in your life, it'll just be there. You don't need to energetically hold it. You don't have to keep it together. You don't have to do that. And so, yeah, when you merge with your soul, no matter what the cost, you're just light. Weirdly, we all flock to the sun, but the sun isn't attached to if we like it. You know, the sun isn't like, do you see all my rays? Am I doing a good job? The sun's just doing this, yet we all need it, right? And that's our job too, is to find that level of God self that's just in service, that's in radiating light, that's in energy, that's whole no matter what. And you won't believe the things that will magnetize to you not necessarily based on attachment, but based on their also activating their sun self too, their whole light self. So I find that's what life's trying to do for us right now. We just don't know that. And our job is to know that. Yes. I have a cool story um, that Anne Hathaway, she went on the Drew Barrymore show. There was, there was like a clip I saw on YouTube and she said to Drew Barrymore, um, years back, Drew, when before my career took off, I was walking along in this um, flea market and I had just had to turn away at my dream job. I got this amazing offer, but because I was already in a contract for another project, I couldn't do this one that was like so perfect. And she said, I was in this headspace and so conflicted. Will my life work out? Is this, you know, this is so awful because I see the question from Stacy that said, I'm manifesting a job that isn't hiring. It feels like it'd be my 10 to help people by working there. It wouldn't feel like a job, but then it's like, well, they're not hiring. And, and this is such a great example, especially for how everyone got on your team. And Anne Hathaway said to Drew, like this in the middle of this like cluster. And I felt so heavy about my life. She said, this psychic person came up to me and said, I have no idea why I'm telling you this. I'm a psychic. My mom's a psychic. My grandmother's a psychic. And I just have to tell you, like, you're in your head about something and everything's going to be okay. And she told Anne Hathaway, your career is going to take off. And I see you being like a Drew Barrymore. And so she tells this to Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore is like, oh my God, I want to be like an Anne Hathaway. And you could just see like, the power of that, the message for me, it really landed for me very personally. Kim, you are that which you're seeking. Because I really admire Anne Hathaway, Andrew Barrymore, mm -hmm. and I could see how they admire each other. And it's like the light in you is the light in me. And I recognize that reflection and I honor it in you and I honor what already lives in me. And yeah. so before it's even manifested, you can celebrate that. And like to this person about the job, you can celebrate that something's coming in that even feels like a 10 out of 10. And mm -hmm. even if it's manifesting in a, you can't have that, just be in the, I am, I am that. And whatever it is, I can let that go to welcome this in more fully. And, yeah. you know, I know everybody on your team had these incredible stories of synchronicity of yes. how they came to do the work with you. It's a yes. Every, everyone that came into my team, there's not like, oh, it's time to have applications and interviews and stuff like that. It's a bunch of surreal synchronicities. It's always been that. And it feels like the universe has con continually just always offered what was needed at the time. And, you know, especially as I owned my power and owned what I am and owned what this voice wanted. And there would always be a miraculous, magical teammate that joined. Oh, and when I see Lindsay's on, that's awesome. Yeah, Lindsay's another example of that. Lindsay's someone who could tell you this, but like she's someone who came to a couple of my events and worked as a volunteer. And then at one point, 
I had met her briefly with some teammates in, in Whistler, Canada in like, I don't know, June of, of one year, maybe 2016, Lindsay, something like that. Um, 2017, maybe. And then six months later, apparently Lindsay heard content of mine and just decided out of her own 2017. So out of her own calling, she, she had no idea what she would do. She was working as a yoga teacher. It called to her to quit. She had no idea what the money would be. She didn't understand any specifics. She just knew to have faith and quit. She quit. And that night, my teammate said to me, what do you think of Lindsay who helped in Whistler working for our team? So I, who had just met her for a second, wrote her on Facebook and said, would you be interested in working for our team? The day she quit, all out of out of faith. And it, it's like her quitting created a vortex for everything to open up, especially because she didn't have the certainty of what she would get, which would have kept her at the same energetic field, right? She didn't see that what the leap would give her. She, she literally only felt the feeling and the freak out and literally was down to, I just have a backpack. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm quitting. And that somehow made the universe make it so that I called her or asked her if she wanted to work for us. And so every, every teammate has that miraculous thing. There's something with all of them. One of the things I know with kind of what you said, it's me that I'm manifesting, right? It's, it's this amazing thing. It's so cool that you're here, Lens. One of the things that I know is that when I have a desire or a calling, it's very often that we have a calling and we go, I'd love to do that, but that's not like me. And then we, we, what we associate as me is a collection of the old story that actually isn't me. In other words, the calling is actually you. So to give you an example, I had this calling a few years ago to take jujitsu. And I heard my heart go, what if you did jujitsu? But my body was like, that's not like me. But what really was talking is a collection of my mom's fear that she always put on me on all the ways I could get hurt. My mom never wanted me to ride a motorcycle. She didn't want me to be on a football team. She was always saying how I could get hurt. If I went to Hawaii, a tsunami will kill me. If I have a cell phone in my pocket, testicular cancer. If I honk a horn, a gang member will kill me. This was my mom's essence, right? My mom was also loving and wonderful, but had a lot of of worry. Oh my gosh. And so in my body, I believed it. And if I want to stay connected to my mom, I'm not going to do anything that has any physical risk to it. And I heard the calling of do jujitsu. And I heard all the that's not like me showing up. But the truth is, the voice that says that's not like me is actually not me. And the calling is me. Because when I said yes to the calling to go to jujitsu, I felt through, I would literally, I'm put in chokeholds and stuff and putting people in arm bars and being put in these dangerous things. And then seeing I'm not actually injured and seeing I'm still alive and all of a sudden crying out my mom's fear in my cells and seeing that I'm safe and feeling stronger and stronger and ironically more protected by doing jujitsu mm -hmm. than by staying away from all these things that seem risky. So I was purging my attachment to my mom's fear by saying yes to jujitsu and actually stepping into more of what I am. So every calling that you get is actually your destination. It's actually a fact. It's just up to you to follow it. You don't, you, if you get a calling to make $10 million, if you get a calling to skydive, if you get a calling to whatever, say yes to that relationship, that's actually you. And everything else that's falling apart is all of your old egoic patterns. So the calling is you. And when you go, that's not like me. No, 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 no. This voice that says it's not like, like me is actually not you. Just because you've never done it doesn't mean it's not you, right? Usually the unfamiliar is more you than the familiar. Yeah. And, and what am I inspired to be? Because people are sharing, I, you know, I'm inspired to be like you. I'm inspired to be, you know, Marie Forleo came up here. And, and that's really it. Like, what are you inspired to be? I think in, in completion, um, for what we've created with this live event in June, you felt this, the magnitude and immensity 
of power that came through and had you have this inspiration. We're going to have this big event. And it's not really just about like big size, big venue. It's about the potency of what happens in that room. And you have shared that about like, as each day goes on, there's like an exponential power you're letting into your consciousness. And there are events like Joe Dispenza does where that happens and people begin to see things. They, they walk out of a wheelchair. They have things happen in their body that they never yeah. imagined could happen. The exponential effect of day after day after day and building in the energy. I know you felt um, the magnitude of that. And what I felt from this is it will be the most powerful event that's happened on the planet. Um, everyone is invited to join us in that room. If that is something that's really inspiring you and it seems like you can't for this or that reason, just hold it in your heart. What if I could choose this? Because as you entertain the frequency of what if I could, it does create a cellular change and that, that will actually create the pathways where you see possibilities you didn't see. Um, do you have people, uh, pieces you want to add to that invitation uh, about who this is for and, and what you see happening in that room for the people present and for the planet. Being that we've had so much spam in the last 20 years with sentences like this, this, it feels, it feels um, hyperbolic. Is that how you say it? But it will change your life. <laughs> like <laughs> your, your, your life is going to change because you're immersing yourself in this thinking. If you felt one ounce of inspiration in this hour-long talk, wait till you immerse yourself in a four-day event like this, where we're we're uninterrupted, where our frequency goes higher and higher, where we actually access something in us that keeps doing the talking and the channeling for the next few days. We're going to be bringing people up on the stage and shifting them in real time. Not one word is planned. Every event that I do is guided. And we find that it writes itself. And I know how crazy things are getting. Um, yeah, imagine this Facebook Live times four days, right? I know how magical uh, things are getting now. I can't wait to see what the next five months is going to be before we do that. What frequency we're going to all be stepping into. And right now, tickets are, by the way, so cheap. You're talking about a, a Joe Dispenza event. Way to immerse yourself in this thing for like whatever, 230 bucks or something like that. Like they can get tickets to a four-day event for, I don't know what the price is right now. It's at an early bird price, but this is like 70 bucks a day, you know, and you're, not even that. It's like, it's crazy cheap. So it'll pay for itself over and over and over again. And not going is much more expensive because you just end up spending that on just addictive stuff or whatever. Like this is you immersing yourself in yourself and you have to go <laughs> like you will just leave there going. I can't believe I almost didn't go to that. And you will find so many frequency changes, so many miracles, like a lot of really surreal things happen at our events, bizarre synchronistic things, magical things. And then, and then also just instant healings happen at every event. You'll see one thing you'll get from this is all of your pain, even though it needs to be felt through fully, is an illusion. And when you're feeling pain, it's because you believe something that's not true. And we are here to undo what's not true and take to a world of course and miracles world. Like I did events. I have one coming up next week. It's called Miracles Normalized. Uh, that's what I'm about, that it's normal to see miracles because when you actually tap into the truth of what you are, you will discover miracles are normal and you're helped by all of the universe. And it's not just your small self egoically finding some positive state and getting into an achiever state. There's no separate self. So wait till you see what happens when you're working with all that is, which is you, and see how quickly everything you've ever wanted ha happens so far beyond what you could have pictured. Like it's also, it, does, it also has bigger for you than the best thing you've ever pictured for yourself. So join it. it it's bigger than you can see. I promise you. It's mind blowing because we're going to leave the mind. And it'll be brainwashing because we're going to wash the brain of all the crap that the media has given us and social media has given us and all the worrying and everything, right? Mm -hmm. This is big. 
Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much for being here and coming on Mind Body TV. And people can find Kyle at what's the best way? And there's a couple places. The, the best thing we have is the Absolutely Everything Pass. That's my membership site. We have an amazing, amazing online membership site that I do live. I'll do a live call tonight. We do a live call on Sunday. We have about a thousand hours of backlog content. We have enormous courses, live two day events literally like events that we had that were a thousand dollars each. These are all on the absolutely everything pass. It's $799 for a year. And if they want, I have a secret code that they can still use. And that makes it 299 for a year. The code is water type in water in all caps. And that still works to get a, a code to $299. It'll pay for itself over and over and over be with a giant community of thousands of people. That's the best way to see me. And you're on there too, Kim. Kim comes once a month and does amazing, amazing, all the connecting to the body, healing, doctor work that Kim does. She's the best. Mm -hmm. So join us on the Absolutely Everything Pass. Type in the word water and it goes literally from $799 to $299. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Everyone can join us weekly. I will be broadcasting Mind Body TV live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. We are in the Mind Body community in Facebook. We are also on Dr. Kim DeRamo in YouTube. Be sure to like the video, subscribe, share this with someone you love because just the frequency of what we're doing here is very, very powerful in allowing the system to unwind, to release everything you thought you were and really let in who we truly are. We are collectively ascending as humanity. And so whatever your role may be with that, we invite you to join us for resources, for support, to be part of this community. And we would love to see you live in June. You can go to drkimd.com forward slash the big one. And there, all the information is right there on the page. And we look forward to seeing you in June. Lots of love to you, Kyle. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you, Kim. I'm so grateful to have you as a very close friend in my life and to do this stuff with you. And I couldn't do this without you. So I'm so appreciative of you and love you so much. And anyone that gets a chance to work with Kim, you got to do that too, because she's the best. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see Bye. you next week. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.